0: Welcome back for another episode of Cookin' Sports. You're here with Keith and Aaron. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in with us today. It is week five of 2024. Anything you hear on this podcast, suggest your own personal opinions, of course. Uh, Aaron, what do we have to talk about this week?
1: Hey, Keith, how you doing? Uh, how's everybody doing? It's been a, it's a fun weekend. I'm uh, I'm upset.
0: You're upset? Well, oh, I just got out of the kitchen, so I'm a little
1: tired. I don't know. I was watching that thing. <laughs> my partner sent me about, uh, just be, I'm sorry I'm snippy today. I'm I'm hurt.
0: I'm tired. And I work with children. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was very, the way it was put together was classic. I definitely had a good laugh at that one.
1: So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm upset with the games yesterday. It, there was a lot of good football yesterday. Uh, conference championship, I we had um, yeah we got a couple big games to talk about. I think we start with Kansas City and Baltimore. Game was the early one. Uh, Kansas City coming on top, seventeen to ten. Think everybody was uh, there was all the memes out there about Lamar Jackson. Uh, they had pictures of, like, uh, a
0: purple Ferrari during the uh, <laughs> regular season and, like, a busted <laughs> old Toyota. Right? Well, or, five going into that game, 5-5 five and five record in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson. And there's been... He's had MVP season before and some good teams with momentum, good records going into the playoffs and hasn't performed. So, um, they got one in the first round. But... Uh, yeah, I I I really enjoyed Ray Lewis hyping the stadium. Always like seeing oh, Ray coming and out Suggs there, and, too? and oh, and Suggs, yeah, yeah. When he came out, and that was like during the play. It was like, oh, we just couldn't cut to commercial, and all of a sudden come back in the meantime. Suggs is out there amping up the crowd and getting them going. I I did like that for sure.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if that was I I couldn't catch that if that was during the game or not, but it did look like that. I'm like, really? That's that's. Fantastic. It seemed like
0: it, yeah. Um, and you also saw the the pregame semantics with the. Uh, um with the, the kicker with, with Tucker and Mahomes casually picking up his his uh his ball placer and throwing it away and then he he just casually grabbed it, put it back and then the same thing happened again. And I love how it was tongue in cheek, but there was like no confrontation. It was all just gamesmanship at that point. Just like, Okay, I see what you're doing and I'm gonna okay, move my pawn over here and see if it comes back the other way, but there's no, like, in your face or anything like that either. But what's a kicker going to do? It's the,
1: that thing, I remember Peyton talking about, um, he was giving crap about a kicker because on on the Colts there. Was it Vinatari? Yeah, it was some,
0: no, it wasn't, it was uh, Vanderjet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had yeah. a big mouth. He and, did have a big mouth back and, in the day, yeah. He was a good
1: kicker, but uh, then Peyton kind of, Put him in his place saying, you're a kicker. You're just a kicker, man. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> so I was thinking about that with Tucker. I'm like, Tucker, you know, you're a really good kicker. But at the same time, you're not Patrick Mahomes. And and yeah, that was... I, I picked Kansas City to win that game. I just had a feeling that they were going to win that game. Because I think, um, like all sports, uh, the NFL is, is is massaged in a way. Yeah, I, I can see... Uh, Goodell sitting there And saying Hey we want Taylor Swift In the final there (laughs) We want her We want her At the Super Bowl We couldn't get her For the halftime show Oh man So uh, let's Let's bring her in For the Super Bowl Lots of Lots of viewers You got You got a lot of A lot more people At Super Bowl parties now That uh, Taylor's In the uh, In the box there And I said I wouldn't talk About it again But I'll tell you this She's She's a good artist Um, Kansas City you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk straight straight out about that rule I was talking about last time. Uh, Zay Flowers, um, that that was a game changer right there. You lose the ball, like he, you know, you're inches from the goal line. He's just trying. Whatever it takes to get those extra inches and mm-hmm, the ball comes mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. you lose, well, you lose the field and
0: then you lose uh, the points. I, I agree because we definitely agree on on that rule, especially where it was last week with the, the fumble through the end zone. But I, I see it slightly different on this one because he was stretching for the goal line and I get that, but it was... Punched out beautifully by the defender as well. It wasn't like he didn't make the goal line in the in the ground, caused a fumble or something like that. It was a a really well played defensive play, but that was a huge game changer for sure. That fumble by by uh, Zay Flowers that was that was huge. Um, yeah, I guess you know the,
1: these guys should should uh, you know, be practicing this too at the same time. You know the rule. You know yeah. what happens. You're down there you know, maybe protect the ball better. So, yeah,
0: that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, well, and, and it happens every once in a while, too, when you see, uh, like, a, a first and goal or a down distance goal, um, and the quarterback will hut the ball and then try to go over the top with it, right? Or even the running back, and you try and jump over the top, and you extend the ball trying to get over the goal line, but you're just extending right into defenders who are trying to swat it away and, and keep you from getting in the goal line either. So... It, I don't know how it doesn't happen more often right at the goal when everybody's yeah. I don't
1: I don't know how that doesn't happen more more. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. they're pulling they're pushing the ball forward through like,
0: like and defenders and coming, coming right in, the in there with never, arms you and you trying to it swat happen. away. You only
1: see it happen in the corners.
0: Yeah, yeah, huh? it's true. Yeah, it's very very rare, and it's very rare that it actually goes out the back of the end zone either. Like you said, it always kind of goes out the side in between the first pylon and the yeah. the one in the corner doesn't actually go through the end zone. Um, I guess because the one. guys
1: are going forward, when you're on that side, you're going this way.
0: Yeah, and you're running towards the pylon yeah. most of the time, right? Towards yeah. the sideline. Um, yeah, that was a, a good game to watch. Um, Tony Romo, before the game, called it a legacy game for Lamar, and I thought that was a really good point because of his history that we talked about previously. Um five and five going in there. I also took KC. Um, how do you how do you bet against Mahomes at this point in time? Um the defense has been better than it has been previous years. Um I had a feeling that it would be tough sledding for, for Baltimore, whether it was Lamar's doing or you know, defensive penalties and things like that, which kind of play true. So uh yeah, it is what it is. Lamar Interesting enough, uh, caught his own pass. Did you see that one Yeah, he like yeah, I saw it. <laughs> and, and and literally prevented it from being intercepted? Like the defender was right there, but caught his own pass for thirteen yards. Um, I don't think I don't think Lamar Jackson lost that game. No, you see that no. you see the catch
1: by Kelsey for that.
0: Oh. you know, and then yeah. the other
1: catch, like the catch for the touchdown. Yeah. You can't put the ball any better, and you can't catch that. That guy, uh, the defender there. I think he's been
0: perfect uh, uh, facing tight ends in the regular season. Um, if, if, yeah, you can't put it on that. That Kelsey catch was amazing after the scramble and how Mahomes, once again, just um, evaded the pressure and got out of it. And when you look at that game, the two quarterbacks in that game are the epitome, what I would say, of pocket awareness and escapability in the new NFL the way it is. like They, they sit in the pocket and they know how to maneuver themselves one step left, one step right, step up in the pocket bootleg out of the pocket if it's collapsing but they're always looking downfield and looking for the play but even when they're outside the pocket someone comes to try and tackle you they duck they shimmy they do a twist and all of a sudden they get out of it and they're wide open because no one expected that and we've seen that before multiple times with Lamar Mahomes keeps doing it Um, and I can't really think of any other quarterbacks who have that good a skill like it's not like Ben Rothenberger where he's just a giant tree in there and you try and grab him with your arms around his legs he's not coming down these guys are legitimately like ducking and diving and dodging sacks all over the place and making plays and then coming up big uh, afterwards it's it's um, quite a feat to see and it was two two quarterbacks. Who played well under the circumstances, and I agree. I don't. I think Lamar played a good game, and I don't think it was his fault by any means of what happened out there.
1: No, um, it, uh, Kansas City. There was just it was Patrick Holmes and Travis Kelsey, you know, and they ran the ball. I guess I think uh, they were saying that Baltimore kind of went away from the run, and they should have mm-hmm. stuck to it. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much that game, you know. That yeah, I'm
0: sick of seeing Kansas City in the in Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, but, me too. Um, yeah, when I went with my choices, I went right down to the wire. But I ended up taking KC and San Francisco straight up. But in my heart of hearts, I was hoping both and or one of Baltimore and Detroit made it to the Super Bowl because those are the teams I wanted to see. I'm pretty sick of seeing red in the Super Bowl, especially KC and San Francisco at this point in time. So I agree on that. But it is what it is. Here we are. Well, okay. Well, I don't have anything else to talk about that game. I'm just,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. Uh, that they're in the Super Bowl again. The, the, we got lots to talk about with the uh, the Detroit game. You want to talk about the Detroit game or you got anything
0: left to say about uh, Kansas City-Baltimore? <laughs> the one thing that I had left to say is I don't know who caught it out there or if you did, but the poor referee, like the head referee of the Kansas City-Baltimore game, sounded like he was up... All night at his best friend's, like, 50th birthday. He had no voice. He was all hoarse. Every time he tried to announce a penalty, he just sounded like that, like, squeaky voice teenager pimply guy from The Simpsons. Like, would you like fries with that? <laughs> like, it would just... He was having a rough go right from the get-go. I, I wish someone, were, like, ran out there and gave him, like, Ricola or, like, something, man. He... You you're not used to hearing that on a national televised game where like you can't understand what the referee's saying out there because he's had a rough night. It was really loud though too. That was a
1: bonkers game. He had a lot of Kansas City fans in there, and uh, yeah. like I said, with Ray Lewis hyping <laughs> everybody up, that could have been something to do with it too. Yeah. Um. Just yeah, you know, I I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Detroit,
0: San Francisco. How how did we make out there?
1: Well, uh, well, the Forty ers won thirty four to thirty one. Um, yeah, we're Seahawk fans, so I hate San Francisco too. So uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good to see Brock, Brock Purdy. <laughs> uh, that was I, I like I like Brock Purdy. Uh, well, I was just definitely cheering for Detroit, just like most of the country mm-hmm. was. Um, I'll leave it to you. I we know what we're going to talk about. I think everybody knows what we're going to talk about. I think what are we going to talk about? First? Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about the not kicking the <laughs> field goal. They're up. So what are we? What are they up? Twenty? What was it? Twenty twenty four to ten
0: or something? Or what was it? Twenty or twenty one seven or something along those lines. Yeah, it was a significant. Um, if they kick the field goal, it's a three score game. Yep. And it was, it was three, it was fourth and three, it wasn't fourth and one.
1: And I know Reynolds should have caught that ball. If it was Kelsey, they would have caught it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, so, yeah, when we're talking about um, the the plays of the game that some people, um, there's some people who are just right fired up on Dan Campbell and we'll get to that later, but Um, When you go out for it on fourth down, um, analytics has shown in the past few years that in the majority of situations, um, when it's fourth and short, and especially in your opponent's half the field, uh, you go for it because even if you miss it, then you're still not necessarily losing that much field position when it happens. Um, I, I wouldn't say... The call, the the play calls that were made in those situations were bad, and that they were the r- wrong decision at all. Just that they weren't executed properly, and that's what happens. But um, it it was that in a close game, 50, hindsight's fifty fifty. Um, did you want to keep talking about the game, or do you want to go right into Dan Campbell and?
1: and no, I want to still talk about that because uh, I don't believe in the analytics. So that's that's fine, but at the same time, you have to see if their offense is is all over you then you need to go for it because you don't want to give them the ball back but they're but San Francisco they were shocked they they were they were tight they were you know Brock Purdy young quarterback he wasn't he, able
0: to do much and he didn't look great you no know, he had a better game this week but he didn't look like he, he wasn't marching him up and down the field by any means or or you know there was some real fluke plays that led to what happened so i i agree in that regard
1: and he uh, he still threw that. So they they missed the they missed the fourth and three. They should have kicked the field goal, but instead of kicking the field goal, they have life now. They're feeling great. He throws a ball up, you know, half the field. It is a bad ball too because it bounces off the lion's head, and then I should have been
0: picked off for sure. Yeah,
1: Ayuk makes a, makes a heck of a catch, and that's the ball game. Pretty much, that's the ball game. You know, I didn't. I Mm -hmm. thought, uh, I thought, what's his name? Riverboat got fired, so I don't know why he was going. He even went for another field goal. On top of that, they were showing memes about Dan Campbell saying he gets eighteen at uh, the blackjack table and he's like hit, so he's that or even twenty. Like it's just, I knew it right. Like I'm like screaming at the, I'm like field goal, kick the field goal. Anyways, I'm sure he's the one that feels the worst about it
0: um yeah i i, I agree with that um a, a couple of those things like it it depend like hindsight's 50/50 and yes when when you are in a close game like that especially in the conference you have to be able to adjust your own decision making process to how the game feels how the game looks where you are the what time goal. it is should have went for the field everybody goal.
1: knew felt like you should have kicked the field take the points and punt it away and let him let you know, let the defense work. It was
0: I I, I agree a hundred percent, and that's what majority of people would do. But where I disagree is that people is that people are absolutely shocked about this that he that he did that because anybody who's been paying attention to the Lions or watching Dan Campbell the last two and a half years like he know they know that like he he goes for it on fourth down the majority of times. He doesn't do it like he's got it written in stone. Where he's going on fourth down, no matter what, no matter where the field position is or what the game script is or anything like that, he makes educated educated guesses. But he goes he he goes for it more often than not. And his because part of that is his Dan Campbell's philosophy is we're not scared, we're not intimidated, we're not going to back down to anybody. We're going to go out here and we're trying to win. We're not going to go out here and try not to lose. And that's the that's philosophy. So...
1: We all understand. The people that don't understand are people that don't know football. So we can always gonna find people that are like, "Well, I don't know why." Well, because you don't know football. Well, obviously, it's, it's, we know that Dan Campbell is that guy. He plays plays aggressive, but you also gotta play smart when you have a chance to go to the
0: Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and and doing it and like you said, doing it twice. Shame on me the first time, but you did it the second time. It was already over the first time, though. You know, the well, second time we well, would
1: have got some points, and you you yeah. could have had it tied, and it would have been a different. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, no, like it just. Yeah, we can find all kinds of mm-hmm. idiots that watch football and think, uh, well, <laughs> think it, some crazy things
0: for sure. And and I do like there is a, a, a bunch of people who are saying like in in Campbell's defense that you know it's part of his messaging too that his players like, oh, I'm I'm going to instill confidence in my team's offense that you know we can go get the yards. I've got confidence in you, and away you go. But at the same time, it also takes away from your defense and like. You know, you're not instilling confidence in your defense, because a lot of times when it comes into a situation like that, you would kick the field goal, you would make it a closer game or a tie game at that point in time, um, and then you put the hands in your defense to go get you a stop, so you get the ball back and go for it. So Yeah,
1: you're trusting your offense, but then you don't trust your defense. Not trusting your defense, so exactly. So doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He should have just kicked the field goal. Everybody's think, thinking,
0: should have kicked the field goal yep and there's definitely shock on the broadcast what was happening live and like you said the the 49ers couldn't really believe it they're like hey all right (laughs) sounds good you just
1: gave them (laughs) some life when that game when you had them on you had you almost had them you know dead in the water
0: yep um 17 point lead gone in a, a span of eight minutes in the third quarter and that was that was it right and Interesting. when it, You kind of compare it to the the Falcons and, uh, and Patriots. Um, well, F- Falcons um, falling apart to the Patriots, but it happened in a different kind of game script, right? Like it wasn't, the Patriots weren't, or the Falcons weren't really running the ball and trying to run the clock out and just not making plays, whereas um, Detroit just turned the ball over too many times and all they had to do was just keep running it. And the worst part was that, Detroit was running all over San Francisco that entire day. They had no no answer for Gibbs or Montgomery running the ball on them, and that's all they had to keep doing.
1: Yeah, I was tough. What are you gonna say now? It's uh, Kansas City against San Francisco hosting a Super Bowl party with two teams I can't stand. <laughs> a lot of red. Everyone, you're either red and gold
0: or you're red and yellow. What kind of shit is that? My father
1: kept telling me he's just a gay man. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I want to enjoy a Super Bowl party. That's it. I don't like I got at least one team I can cheer for. You know what I mean? Like I was cheering. You say the Patriots and Falcons game. I was cheering for the Falcons. That didn't turn out that great, but you know. Well, if you, you don't want to cheer for the Kansas
0: City Swifties, I don't know what to tell you.
1: I don't know what to say, but, you know, I, I don't know who I can cheer for. <laughs> no, but that's, but hey, congratulations to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I think Dan Campbell did a heck of a job this year. I don't think he should be holding his head down like he said that he went for it. And like, he's a passionate guy and that's just what happened. But, yeah, he made a mistake. That's it. He has to own up to make a mistake. He's, you know, he know, he's, should know he's wrong and. Yeah, and, and I, I
0: and I wouldn't even say he made a mistake. He made a decision and it didn't work out. He in, made a mistake, and he should have kicked the field uh, goal in You t- make mistakes all the time. Come on, you don't pass the puck, or
1: you or you do, or you knock somebody in the head. You know, with two minutes left, and take a penalty. Come on, there's mistakes in sports. Oh, he made a mistake. They are,
0: but if you're gonna talk like that, really, in in most sports games, there isn't one mistake that you can single out that just destroyed the that's team. The and that, that's, that's the one, and that's the one <laughs> because the next
1: couple plays or we'll play after is that boss. Down there, and all of a sudden, it's you know, they're they're up seven points. Well, he didn't didn't know that his defense doesn't have to know. Take the points, take the
0: ball off the map, take the points, just like you
1: said. The commentators even said it too. They were like shocked that he's going for it too. So, you know, if they're sitting there shocked. Then that's obviously not the right decision. He made a mistake. <laughs> I love it. I love the passion that's. Well, you gonna, you're gonna Dan Campbell. Say, we love you, but I'm a passionate guy. So why should you get off the hook for making a mistake? Come on,
0: no, no. I just my opinion. We'll agree to disagree. I agree. I, I, if you want to call a mistake, then I'll let's call it a I'm, mistake. It's, I'm it's a right there. I'm a little snippy
1: about this because I, I, <laughs> I, I,
0: wanted Detroit to play
1: Kansas City really bad.
0: So. I, or I, I wanted Baltimore in there either. Either Baltimore and Detroit would have been an amazing Super Bowl. That was the one that I was hoping for. But I'm glad I avoided it because yeah, that's it is not the way it, is. it worked out.
1: You want to talk with Dan Campbell? I think we already we already we already, already, we already on Dan Campbell. No. I, I'm sure he doesn't really care about <laughs> he us. He made a mistake, you know. Somehow Dan Campbell gets to that. you know Aaron and Keith, you know. We're talking shit about him on the islands, yeah.
0: I'm sure Dan Campbell's got lots more hate mail come down from the people of Detroit and surrounding yeah, than, right. than what Aaron and Keith are talking about right, sure on the right. island.
1: Eminem's gonna, you know, throw, throw some bars out there, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. a funny picture of him sitting up there. They have a picture of him fingering the uh, the crowd. You know how Eminem does with that. I, I, did, see, looking, I did see that weird looking double <laughs> the, fin- double bird, the, the, and then, the weird and, then finger, yeah. and then after they see the score, he's just got his head down like this, just, right? It's too bad, man. You gotta wait. That's NFL football, and that's why it's so so exciting. So, and you know, you know what's exciting for me, and I'm gonna get into things that I'm excited about. So, we're looking for a coach in Seattle. We're Seahawks fans, and I think today they interviewed Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Lions, and then tomorrow they're uh, interviewing Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. So my question
0: a good offense and a good defense why not target those guys that's good choices
1: my question and my poll today this week will be uh between the two um, i know there's other candidates but i like these two candidates um, i wish we could have them both <laughs> uh, but what are we going to go are we going to go offense minded coach or are we going to go a defensive minded coach we are we i like to see us get back to that bash thrash and bash what what were we called it's been so long the legion of
0: boom legion of
1: boom Yep. i'd like to get back to that and get back to you know a pretty dangerous i think we're we're starting to get there if we have a good draft this year but um i don't know i like both of them i'm kind of leading towards mike mcdonald i don't know why i just kind of like i've heard a couple of interviews with him and he seems like he uh he knows what he's doing but pretty good offense over there at uh in Detroit, we do have two good running backs like they do, and we we'll probably need a
0: quarterback. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, that Geno's that far behind Golf in the right situation, and you know the right um, belief in him and play calling. And... How many years are we gonna give
1: him to get in the right position, the right? How he has many, the offense is rolling. Come on.
0: How many did it take golf? And Goff was the number one, number one guy. How many not, years in did Detroit, it take Baker? Not very long. No, it took him, yeah, two and a half, three years for sure. His first year, he was terrible, and people were like, "Oh God, we got him for two more well, years." Detroit was terrible too. Well, in general, absolutely, yeah. They definitely didn't. But have, you're right, though. Yeah, they didn't have the O line that that they do now. Um, I I would think that they should probably go for uh, the defensive uh, coordinator. I do like. The aspect of, like you said, trying to get back to Legion Boom. Um, Baltimore kind of does have that. They've got really good linebackers, obviously, with Roquan Roquan Smith and and Patrick Queen, who rushes a little more. Um, They've got really good um, defensive backs and safeties. And that's kind of the style that that defensive coordinator is coming from. So if they could, if Seattle could pick up another, you know, talented player in the safety position who's not, um, who's the guy, like Adams, who's more of a, a, a down-in-the-box safety rushing, pass rushing, and, and rushing the quarterback. They need a guy like um, like they used to have, Legion of the Boom, Chancellor, uh, or Thomas back there who can man man it and bring that out. But that would be a great step up for Seattle to target a defensive coordinator like that, boom, legion boom mold. Um, I think they're gonna hire one of these two coaches, that's why I brought it up
1: today. I'm excited about it. I don't want Brabel. I don't, we, we need somebody, we need somebody that's coming up through the ranks. I don't think we need somebody else's fired coach. I don't, we're replacing a legend in Pete Carroll. I got nothing, you know, nothing but respect for Pete Carroll. And I think we should have somebody come out through the ranks to to kind of work, work his way into it. Because, you know, it's it's not going to happen right away either in
0: Seattle, I don't think. But... And and you do need to, like you said, um, you're replacing a legend, but you need to have your own voice too, right? Yep. And you need to kind of wash the culture clean and start from fresh. And yeah. you can't...
1: What better to do if a guy is first, first... And then the fans give him a bit more of a break. You know, if Rabel comes in... Or whoever it is that's coached before and he doesn't have a very good year and they're gonna want him out of there and they'll say, Well, why did we get rid of Carroll? With you know, with somebody mm-hmm. that's that hasn't coached before, they'll be like, Okay, he's still you know, he's still coming up there. We're we're working on it, right? So
0: Absolutely. And it's um similar to what you see in in the NHL where the big question when you're looking for a coach is do you have the next young guy up and comer who can relate to the young superstars and has their own um, twist on the modern game where do you bring in the grizzled vet from the old boys' club like we were talking last week, like a Keenan or a torts or a, a Sutter or you know, one of those guys. Even talk it's kind of in that category. Um, you know, do you bring in one of the, the real hard ass coaches to try and, you know, defend the team and Vrabel would kind of fit in that category. Belichick's obviously in that category. He's not going anywhere. (laughs) No, I don't. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) I think he's,
1: I think it's, I think think the Belichick and the Patriot way is actually, I think it's almost done.
0: And I don't know if there is is a Belichick without the Patriot way. Um, especially if you look at how much control he had over the last decade being yeah. a GM, and, and it said, didn't work out. Like I don't think he'd go back to a team and be like, okay, just give me some pieces on the chessboard, and I'll just put them out where it goes. Like if he's he, if his hands aren't in that pie, he doesn't want to eat it. I don't feel sorry for him. And he had a pretty good career, so he had a real good run for sure. That's for sure, a legendary run. So okay,
1: Super Bowl. We we
0: don't have anything. We go we're going to to Hawaii this weekend. I hate that break. Mm. Um, I like. I don't mind the two week break, but I yeah, I hate. There's nothing really going on. Well, that's uh, come on. Like, do do you the, Pro even the Pro Bowl. Watch the Pro Bowl. It's, it's not ridiculous. For years. I do like the skills
1: competition. I right.
0: I used to, but don't they do like dodgeball and things now? That's kind of fun to
1: watch. Actually, have you seen? Check it out no, this weekend. Seen, okay, we'll talk okay. about it next week. All right. Nothing right. better going on. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all we got for football today. Uh, we got some hockey. Um, I'll let Keith start out with some hockey.
0: Uh, earlier on in the week, um, last Thursday actually, um, I was able to catch. And this is going to be a little long-winded one to get started on hockey, but I was able to catch the Detroit Philly game, and it was actually in Detroit. And the Red Wings fans were chanting Jared Goff, which I thought was actually really cool. Um, a lot of pride in that city. But the thing that really what, struck before me... before the game or the game? Before, <laughs> the, yeah, before the game, before the game, before the game. But they're still going to resign him. That's he's, he's a good quarterback. He deserves his money for what it is. But um, it happened to be in between periods where they interviewed uh, John Tortorella. And what he said just blew me away. And And I love Torts. He's always candid. He does kind of remind me of Dan Campbell, like we were talking about last week. Um just a straight shooter from the hip and what he had to say. Um so we'll, we'll kinda ease into this one. What what's your thoughts on, on torts, Aaron? What are we easing into? Oh, there's what we gotta ease into. Just give it to me. <laughs> What are we easing into? Like what is this soft?
1: Like what um, one okay, so... of my, my thoughts to Torella I think he's fantastic. I think more coaches should be like that. Rick talkett's like that with the Canucks, you see what mm-hmm. he's doing there. I don't know who's coaching the Bruins. But I know uh, the Leafs are, are a soft team, and they got shitty coaches. And I don't really care because I can't stand the Leafs. But
0: um, yeah, I think uh, I like Tortorella. Me too. Agreed. I've always I've always liked them. Um, so the interview the the interview he was asked, what does he think about the state of today's NHL? Okay, that's a good question. And he said, "Well, there are so many more mistakes in today's game than back in the day." Today's athlete, you can't overcoach them. You can't give them too much information. If you're going to correct them all the time, you're going to hurt the player. You're going to let them, you got to let them run. And I'm not going to help them if I try and coach them and correct every mistake that is made. So what does that mean? Like, they used to coach them more back in the day, or what? Back in the day, they would, there would be discipline. Like, this is the system, and here's how we're going to run the system. And you make a mistake, then you either learn it better in practice, and you sit on the bench, or you go in the press box, or you don't have a job. Like, there's no that, that's running funny, gun out there. Because
1: Vancouver, in Vancouver, uh, Rick Toggett's doing that. He's benched, because
0: Yeah. numerous times, <laughs> numerous and other times. players. Yeah.
1: I think he's benched uh, Pedersen, too, or... I don't know, but he's benched uh, a Hogland
0: double- He or Hoglander. Yeah. Hoglander. He definitely, yeah. uh, yeah. definitely bench for a little bit. And see how they're playing. I, I, I agree. I think there's got to be some sort of accountability and some tough love, and it all depends Is it on the generation. Is it, well, it Millennials? It, it, yeah, they're Millennials, right? <laughs> it depends on your players. They're Millennials. But, but it could it's be the generation for sure. Yeah, it's
1: Millennials. So you get the Gen Zers, isn't it? Oh, gosh.
0: So, well, it's funny that you said that. So the next part of that um, interview was he was asked, um, "It well, there's so many mistakes being made in the game nowadays. Do you think, is that because of the speed of the game or the youth of the game? And Torella just cut him right off. Said, "No, it's the dumbness of the game." Yeah, I agree with that 100. And and you're giving,
1: you're giving children millions of dollars, and they don't have to work at it. I think that I did. That's what it is.
0: I I agree, and that's what and that's what Torts was was basically getting at. And he there's a couple times where he said like, "There's times where I just have to look away," and he wasn't saying that in a demonstrative way or anything. He just, like, he can't look at it because he knows if he sees it, he's going to get a a vein (laughs) popping in his forehead and he's going to have to tell the player he was wrong, what he did wrong when he came to the bench because that's the way he is. But you can't do that with today's athlete because they can't take on that amount of information and you can't try and correct every little mistake because they just won't get it and it'll just hinder their ability and their skill level. And that's what he kept saying is the amount of skill... And the NHL right now is unbelievable, but you can't give them more information. You can't do a lot of coaching with them. You just have to let them run wild and, and do their own thing. Um, but your coach, your, your job as a coach is to make make sure
1: they play as a team, right? You look at the individual and you say you give them uh, tips, you give them uh, instruction, you, you train them in practice, but like you're there to coach the pieces of the team. And if you can't, you can't instruct your players to play as a team, which it sounds like to me because they just get a they just think they're really I'm really good at hockey and i you know I could either you pay me or somebody else pays me hundred
0: <laughs> percent and I think there's a couple ways to go about it one is um you get the most out of your pieces and make the team better because the sum of the pieces in the whole is better than the individual pieces or you coach the players individually to their own talents and they're all just individually good. And that carries you probably less successful. Those I would think are the two schools of thought. There has to be some sort of um, training and coaching piece that's involved. But he said at the very end of the interview, and this is the last quote, you got to let him play. I really believe you have to stay out of the way more now than ever to allow the guys to just play. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and But yeah. you also have to hold them
1: accountable. I think Torrella, like, it's it's harder with him, though, because he's a known assassin as a coach. <laughs> he's right? a known
0: hold-them-accountable coach. Well, that's what I mean, <laughs> though. So, you know,
1: players are going to get kind of, you know, they're backed up a bit about it, right? Because I, you know, if that... Talk it doesn't do it that way. I'm going to keep going back to Vancouver because he do- he doesn't he doesn't take any I don't think he takes any shit from any of those guys. And I think well, well, that's I think what I mean. To, yeah. I think it's up to management to allow your coach support because your they're coach worried, to do they're it. They're worried about who's buying tickets mm-hmm. and what it mm-hmm. looks like there. So if you're benching players or what. You, the I think it's the the head office that needs to support the coach. Yep. That you're allowed to bench guys, and we might suffer a little bit short-term, but long-term, you're going to build a team and a culture
0: that's going to win you. Uh, make exciting hockey, and you're going to win games. That's it. hundred percent, because if it doesn't come from the people who are um, signing your paycheck as, as the GM and the coach... Um, to, to say, we're going to hold people accountable. We're going to hold feet over the fire. We're going to bench guys if necessary. We're going to trade guys who don't like what's happening here in the culture we're creating of a blue-collar mentality. Whatever, I totally agree that it has to come from the top down on that um, to support that happening. I I thought it was really interesting that as an old-school um, coach from Torts that he has shown... Even just through all of this, like hearing this, that he's adapting with the game and he's changed his coaching style and what he can let go versus what he focuses on and what he thinks is important in order to get the most out of his players. And that's... no matter what sport or what level you coach at no
1: matter what sport no matter what kitchen you know that we always have to get adapt the most of the people you have that's- and
0: get the most out of them you're just trying to get the most out of the people yeah. you have individually that's what and be get leader them to work too Work yeah. as a team the best he can.
1: Yeah, it's about being a leader too. But he's yep. but I think the message that you said, and that was really great what you shared with us, Keith. But the message is I think when he's, this is the message I got. <laughs> that these are entitled little whiny bitches <laughs> that's a lot of them that just can't be can be given instruction without hurting their feelings. And he has to pick his battles,
0: basically. Have you heard it heard it here first. The quote from Torts is I hate millennials, and they're the worst thing that ever happened to the workforce and sports in general. And that's my opinion. I'm saying
1: to it, I think if we uh if we had a glass, we could we could we do, but we don't have any we're not drinking beer. But I raised my glass to John Torrell, and
0: that's uh, here's to the Torts, a, <laughs> it's
1: a good coach. Um, yeah, we'll go into that. We'll just talk about uh, some of the good teams out there. I'll talk about Saturday's games. I watched a few games. I watched the Leafs beat the Jets. Um, That, that was um, that was good for the Leafs. <laughs>
0: and they they're Good st- for Samsonov, too, right?
1: Yeah, Samsonov, my neighbor Hirsch there, he's a diehard Leaf fan. Actually, he stopped watching the Toronto Maple Leafs. And when I moved to the block about six years ago... I said, "Hey, you! You're from Toronto. We just kind of get going." I said, like, "You should watch hockey again." And I kind of got him back into hockey, and then a couple of years later, he's like, "I hate you, Aaron." I'm like, I, this is why. <laughs> this is why I didn't watch hockey. The Leafs. The Leafs make me crazy. But anyways, he's back in it, and, and he was telling me that Samsonov uh, might be, might be, might be the goalie for them. So you know they're still struggling to get in the playoff position,
0: and it's only three games from for Samsonov after he was left for exile for a couple weeks but um it seems like when you look at the the game plan for the lease of their their goalie that they need a number 1 goalie and he wasn't it wasn't happening so they sent him their game plan was send him to the HL get him through waivers We're, he's not going to play any games but he can work with the coaching staff he's away from the team he can reset himself once he comes back we work him into a couple games and see what happens and He's had three really, really good games where he's performed very well and actually looked like a number one goaltender. So small sample size, but in the short term, you can't, Deny the results of what that game plan um, was, and to put in context, it sure didn't work out that way with Manoa and the Blue Jays when they try to do a similar thing uh, in the summer. So why are you bringing up baseball, man? Come on, I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm to already try to, pouting I'm just, about
1: football here. Come on, trying. Try,
0: hey, the 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 Jays are down, and now the Leafs are up. They got uh, oh, off looking like forget, a number one.
1: Sometimes I forget the Blue Jays are from Toronto. I keep forgetting that. It's just that's the jinx on them. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I don't know. Let's not talk about baseball. But yeah, no, the goalie looks good. Oh, well, let's talk about the Canucks, though. Canucks, we're talking about coaching. I talked to my dad about the Canucks game on Saturday. It was 4-1, 4-1 Columbus, Canucks and Columbus, uh, going into the third period. Supposedly, talking didn't say anything to them. Let them play, like you were saying, Torta, tor- Torts says you have to do sometimes. Or and, fight the other team's
0: coach in the hallway.
1: And it was 4-1 in the third. Canucks come back and win 5-4 in OT. So the Canucks look really good. I watched them again in those skate jerseys. I love them. Hey, they they look good, yeah. You, you see if Imagine if there was a Bruins. It was a Bruins-Canucks final <laughs> this year.
0: I would... I would not pay, but I would love to see blood on the ice. That's all. Right? No, but it would be, though. Imagine,
1: like, Redemption in Vancouver. That would be good. I think it would be good. See if they could burn the city down again.
0: I would definitely like to have, um, like, a Netflix special on Marchand leading up to that series, including that series of what's happened behind the scenes in his mind and what's going on in, in his world. Uh, Agreed. Canucks, Canucks look dangerous. I don't know if they're still getting the respect of a lot of the the country and a lot of the media and things good. like that. But They shouldn't. It'd be good if they didn't get it. Better, be better for them. Better for them. You definitely 100%. want to fly under the radar and kind of have a... It's
1: not great that they're on the top of the conference in and in the league, too. That's not, it's not a good thing. You'd
0: rather... <laughs> never is, especially for a Canadian team. You want to be the us-against-the-world underdog mentality, not... You know we've floated into the the playoffs. You want to be a good
1: team, but you don't want to be number one. I don't think. No,
0: I don't. I completely agree.
1: Now uh, we're overthinking it. Really, come on! Like they would love to win the what
0: is it called when you win the President's Cup? President's Trophy. Yeah, President's yeah, Trophy. They yeah. would
1: love to win the President's Trophy. Of course, who wouldn't want to win them?
0: So, who do you think is the Canucks MVP so far this year? We got Damco, who's firmly in. You a know business. what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Pedersen, who's MVP and Selkie candidates, potentially, in Hughes for a Norris. Who, who are you saying? JT Miller! Come on, I told you this! <laughs> I told you he's the best hockey player around. And all Canucks fans listening, J T. Miller out, unfortunately. <laughs> it, it, the funny thing is, JT Miller is actually having a good season, just like the majority of the Canucks. They're all just kicking ass over there. I don't there. know who it would
1: be. I really. It's They're playing such a good team game, you know, it could be... Qu- it could be Hughes, it could be Demko, it could be... It's tough
0: to say, because they're all... Besser,
1: you know, it could be... There's a lot of guys playing well.
0: Really well, yep. Yeah. Um, my next question would be, how close is Hughes to Cal McCarr? And... I think Hughes is better. You think so? Yeah, I do, and that's, that's scary, wow. because Cal McCarr is so good. I mm. think uh, Hughes is a little smarter. Interesting. I would say that... Hughes definitely has the better, better skating and edge work. Um defensively it's it's kind of a toss up for me. I mean they're both really good defensively. Um and maybe we should then, have that as our poll question. Well, that's that's potential. Uh, so, okay, so would you say that Hughes and Makar are the the two undisputed top two defensemen in the whole NHL right now? Like it's them and then a tier below them. It's fair to say. I think I would say that too. Yeah, it's fair to say it. we could put Jamie Oleksiak
1: in that in that conversation too. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe it, the Big
0: maybe Rig, it, maybe tier down from that. Maybe it's a tier five.
1: <laughs> I love the Big Rig, man. Sisters Penny <laughs> Oleksiak, the Olympic swimmer. Come on, I love it that we got. I just sorry, I'm talking crack and stuff. That's what we're talking about next. So, but yeah, I think Hughes and uh,
0: Kale Car definitely top tier, tier one for your fancy draft. Yeah, I yeah I would agree, um, and not just for fancy getting points, but just as as the eye test too. Well, oh, I, I know, but just
1: remember the tears. They always have those tears. Yeah. for mm-hmm. players that you draft, who you're going to draft? Yeah,
0: and kudos to Hughes um, getting the captaincy in the off season, and boy did he ever respond. I yeah, where's agree. Bo
1: Horvat? Horvat, hey, where are you, Bo? <laughs> That's oh, true. Bo, you had the team too. Jeez, you're gone. Yeah, and the yeah. Islanders, who's is Patrick Waugh now? Is the uh, Coaching <laughs> in New York. That's right. Has he freaked oh. out on anybody yet? Talk about coaches. Oh, I, I could... So we're talking Tortorella, so that's good. We're going to talk about Patrick Waugh. I wonder how he's <laughs> able... Because he, he goes from coaching... Where is he? in Quebec?
0: Coaching he, the he, Ramparts? He, 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 was, or? he was probably back with the Ramparts. Yeah, he was. So now,
1: now he's going to be coaching these guys now. He's been gone, removed for a little while, and now he's going to have yeah. that same issue.
0: I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it already might have happened, but I really hope that the Canucks play the Islanders at some point in the season, because I bet you, at some point, Tockett and Waugh will be on the bench trying to fight each other oh, through be the fantastic. glass. They'll both be losing their shit on the other guy. They're both going to start all five of their goons. They're going to call up five players from the AHL team, start them at center ice, and it's going to be fireworks because they're both that kind of coach. So, yeah, that's something I wish <laughs> would <Fantastic>. happen. <laughs> that's
1: fantastic. Before I forget, too, we are on Twitter now. I don't know if anybody is a tweeter or a twitter or however it works (laughs) but actually I've I've been on it and it's actually really cool like Elon Musk now uh, owns owns twitter bought it fired everybody i love it this cooking they should they should have done they should have done that in edmonton you know somebody should just go fire the the head office there or these old guys that are in these in these organizations that i just think that need to 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 exit anyway sidetrack the old boys club (laughs) we're, we're on there and i'll set up the link somewhere i'm still learning me and keith are both learning how this works so please bear with us um i know we're we're just having fun but uh where
0: was i going we appreciate comments if if and when, uh, you're able to leave some comments and um, questions, polls, yeah, cooking content. sports,
1: cooking sports on anything. Same thing as uh Spotify. It's on Twitter, and we'll start getting all that worked out. We're just having, and we will be talking about food too. Uh, sometimes I I, I posted a couple things on there. <laughs> me and Keith were in our forties, so you know, bear with us. We're not the the great. I have to ask. My uh, my youngest there to help me out. <laughs> how do I how do I do this? Right. Well, where where do I post things? It's, it's kind of
0: foreign to me, but uh, I just got a new phone and I'm struggling with that. So
1: uh, I didn't talk about the Kraken and Blue Jackets too. So the Blue Jackets lost five four. Canucks, awesome comeback there you know, on Saturday night and the Kraken. Team, my team. Sorry, we could talk about the Flames if you want. How are the Flames doing? No point on <laughs> The Kraken played the Blue Jackets. are up 3 nothing, And I knew. like I, I And I forgot the game was on TV. and I was in the middle of the second. And I'm like, oh, it's 3 nothing. Well, now the game's going to start now. Halfway through is so I record the game. Because I know they're going to blow the lead. Because they always do. So they did. They blew it. They blew the lead. It was, and it's funny. It's it's it's, uh, it's weird seeing Johnny Goudreau play for Columbus still. And he is lazy. But uh, he's getting paid $7 million to skate around, Johnny Hockey. They still call him that
0: on the TV. There, it's uh, it's is like Johnny Hockey. I think it, I think it's nine million, nine plus million that he took, which is actually less than the Flames offered him, But anyway, um, unbelievable. He's having he's having a tough go. Uh, line A is on the trade block apparently. Talking Columbus Blue Jackets. No, but here.
1: I would, but it was three. It was three nothing, and then two goals, three two, and they scratched out and crack, and were, were able to squeak out a win.
0: Always exciting at the end of Seattle Kraken games. <laughs> it's like the basketball game, just wait for the last five minutes and see what's going to happen. I forgot Patrick L- L-
1: Line a even played hockey still. Nobody watches a Columbus. What is well, a blue jacket, anyways?
0: Is it a wasp? That's the logo. Technically, I think it was um, a soldier in like the Civil War or in ancient, ancient uh, American uh, history. I gotcha. And that's why they do the that's cannon. When, that's
1: when the last time Detroit won the uh, Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> it probably was for the NFL. I There's think it was only... in 57.
1: They were showing it at the game there. Eisenhower was in office. The, the whopper just got invented. And, and I think uh, Elvis Presley. Yeah, Elvis Presley's first uh, television uh, television debut. debut. So
0: it was, it's been a while for Detroit. It's too bad. But That's tough. You would have thought that by the time that... Um, burger King was able to come out with an impossible burger That Detroit would have won another Super Bowl Or yeah. been there But that's apparently right. not It was, uh, just happened what's the with the Whopper What's the it. impossible burger? Bunch of burger made out of not burger
1: <laughs> Oh it's the fake stuff Is that what they call them? All oh, right, right I gotcha So it's made out of plastic And uh Plastic and tofu
0: uh, Plastic flavored tofu <laughs> Plastic flavored tofu
1: Oh my god Eat, that's you
0: know, not that's not true. That's not true. I'm sure it actually is delicious. I haven't had an Impossible Burger. Don't worry, I don't think Burger King's gonna sponsor our show, Keith. It's alright. Well that what the hell am I doing this for then? I have no clue. <laughs> well that's hockey. What else? We got something else about hockey, don't we? Uh well, I guess things are even though the flames are terrible, Ottawa's terrible, things are looking well, Canadians are terrible. Things are looking pretty good for Canadian teams. Uh, Toronto's not doing too bad, flying on the radar. Uh, Canucks look great. Um, Winnipeg's doing pretty good. Oilers are just on fire. They're on a sixteen-game win streak. It's crazy. The the record for the NHL for '92-'93 Pittsburgh Penguins was seventeen. Wow! So they are one win away from tying. Did they play tonight? The streak. Uh, we're on. Nope. I think we're coming up on uh, All Star break. Now that was gonna be my question. To you, Aaron. Will the All-Star break hurt the Oilers? Because they're on a nine-day break in between games. And when they come back, they're going to be putting their 16-game win streak on the line versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights oh, in that's Vegas. In Vegas.
1: It's a tough game. I think the NHL loves
0: it. Bettman probably loves the storyline with that.
1: It's his beloved Vegas team. <laughs> yep. I bet you he'll be talking to the refs just like Goodell was talking to the refs in the KC <laughs> game. And say, hey, you know, I think we should stop this Canadian team from, you know, passing one of my American team's records.
0: Just greasing some palms. Come on, it's business, standard business.
1: Uh, I, uh, I honestly really, I, yeah, I, I don't really care too much about it. But I think it'll hurt them, obviously, because you, you get, you're on, you know, you're kind of chugging along, and then you got to go.
0: You got so momentum, do the, right?
1: Do the shootout with a cape on, or like.
0: I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't a, know. Yeah, I don't know what it dumb, is now. That, maybe a, they're playing dodgeball now. Skills, so <laughs>
1: stupid. Uh, it's so stu- I think they should get rid of the shootup entirely. We could have a segment about that because I think it's a dumb way to to end a game. I think you should have with having three on three. I think eventually somebody is going to score. I don't think you need. I don't think you need the up. I think you should probably end it and just go until somebody uh, scores.
0: I agree, especially with three-on-three. Three. I would much rather that... It's so fun to watch. The three-on-three three is actually probably my funnest sports watching when it comes to hockey, just because how wide open it is. I love the different context and the different strategy you have with lagging the puck, controlling the puck, possessing it, trying to get line changes looks in. looks like pond hockey. Come on. It, it does, absolutely. And I would love to see the NHL maybe not get rid of the shootout, but say, hey, Instead of doing five minutes of three on three, we're going to do ten minutes of three on three, and if no one scores, then That's then we'll go way to, through to a shootout bridge,
1: to bridge your way there. But I think by ten minutes, most most games it, will be it, over. it should be over. You yeah. think
0: because it's pretty wide open. I think um, the shootout's
1: dumb. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's a fair way to finish a game.
0: And I think at this point in time, sure, it was it was you know cool when it first started, but we're talking how long the shootout been around? Like 10, 15 years, and then more if you look back to international hockey. We've seen the shootout moves. There's only so many Forsbergian and Datsukian moves that you can see and things like that. Um, I'd rather it still exists as a conclusion of the team sport, the team game, with the team play as opposed to a one-on-one with the goalie.
1: Yeah, I think it's unfair, but yeah, I think the Oilers could have a tough game coming back from the All Star All Star game. I I don't know if I'm gonna you know watch the All Star game. I I like to watch the hardest shot and the fastest skater. I even like the uh, the the accuracy ones, good too. Cause yeah, I remember having those hockey nets back when I was a kid, and you had the the styrofoam yeah yeah yeah
0: uh, targets the, the targets up there, yeah. Or, or if you got like the really cool Christmas present, it was Johnny Hockey, so it was like the plastic goalie, but oh, it wow. only it only had it had the corners were cut out, the five holes cut out, yeah. so you're just shooting for that, but you yeah, had yeah. Johnny. And then it always came the running joke, like sometimes when your goalie sucked, you're like, oh yeah, just put the garbage can or Johnny Hockey in the net, it would be better than you, <laughs> fucking bud. And you just like, oh yeah, just turn the net around backwards and we'll, we'll, we'll do better like that's, that. That's right. <laughs> oh, that, that reminds me, I was watching...
1: You ever watch that betting? Uh, they have a, I don't know if it's sports bet or whatever uh, gambling, online Canadian uh, gambling site. But they go down to like New York and they ask, everybody, they like, ask. About like hockey. hockey? Yeah. And the question, I love that. <laughs> That's fantastic. And there's so many terms in hockey. So many more, I think, in other sports. Mm-hmm. And I think, I love the game of hockey for that. Like, they're asking what's a bucket? What's a bucket five was hole, a good one, yeah. You know, what's a... Uh, I can't remember. Like the sin bin? What's the sin, sin bin? bin? Yeah. Yeah. What's a hat trick? It sure, yeah. should be an easy one. But, you know, I can see if you don't watch hockey, you wouldn't know that stuff. But, like, it was it's fun to watch the, like, what's the top shelf? It's like, is that where you get the whiskey? Right. The whiskey yeah, is. Yeah. yeah that was a good one. That,
0: that's where you keep the you good stuff, right? That's where um, you keep the good stuff. Well, yeah. stuff like like power play and shorthanded. Like, it, it's so commonplace in. in canadian terminology and hockey terminology but when you try and break down a lot of those things like they don't actually make literal sense what's we a dangle think of it? <laughs> a dirty dangle a dirty <laughs> dangle yeah you've seen the same commercial <laughs> yeah that's right that's a good one no i i definitely like that one well the
1: from the dirty dangle to we're almost at an hour here so we, i think we should probably conclude our evening we well, got any any final thoughts i got nothing dirty dangle that's it Dirty Dangle. Well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, enjoy uh, the Pro Bowl if you watch it, and the uh, the good old dodgeball. If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball.
0: <laughs> dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge the have,
1: five D's. Have a good week, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.